Hello and welcome to the DIY podcast. It's that time of year again, August bank holiday. So of course we are down this weekend at Reading Festival. Across this episode, we will be bringing you chats with Sunflower Bean, sports team, and headliners Fallout Boy. DIY podcast. We are here with Sunflower Bean. How's it going, guys? Hi, great. Great, thanks. It's good. So you just played a set. How was it? It was awesome. It felt really good to be back in the UK, and I think it has been a long-time dream of ours to play a festival like Reading and Leeds. It feels like a really amazing, you know, spot to to be. Yeah, definitely. I think it has a, a big place in our in our hearts. The amount of times I've watched Nirvana <laughs> live at Reading, 1992, you know. So it, it's it's cool. It's cool to do it. As music fans, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's a sick concert, 1992 Nirvana. So this is the first time you played the festival? Uh, first time we played this festival, yeah. yes. And I think last time we spoke to you was quite a while ago. I think it was before you put out the album. So put out 22 and Blue? Um, yeah. yeah. And so what's been, what have you guys been up to over the past few months? Um, it's been cool. We've, we've basically just been um, touring our, uh, our little... Uh, took us is off <laughs> yeah when you put out an album you can expect the next year and a half of your life to just be spent in a van yeah. until it's until it's time for you to go home and record the next one and then your life can be nine months in a studio <laughs> it's, it's been good though it's been cool playing playing all the songs and kind of seeing how they evolve um, on the stage and stuff you know giving them kind of gives them a second life yeah, yeah it's really it's really interesting it's like um, you make this you make this little thing at home and you you have your own ideas about it and then you let it out into the world and I think for us like a really big thing is the connection with the audience and the energy we get from them and 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 how they interpret it so I feel like it's like and that's what makes it fun to still play live and fun for us to play this show every day is every day it's different with like the energy of the different people and their interpretations of what we do how do you think the new albums like changed your live show? Except there being different songs, I guess. What do you guys think? <laughs> um, uh, man, uh, I don't know. These songs were written in our practice space and not written on the road like our first record was. So I think it was a little bit different interpreting them to a live setting than it was where the first record was basically us playing live, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, you know, the core of it, we're still a live rock band, but it's cool, like I said earlier with these songs, it's cool to kind of, they give us an opportunity to do something a little different, and I think even make more connections, you know, with, yeah. with the audiences. I think also one thing that we did really distinctly different on this record um, was really kind of go from just the live experience to um, the songs and really focusing on um, on the songs fully and what they were what we were trying to um, the message we were trying to put out and we also by doing that we changed the kind of singing that that I ended up doing and I think my singing is really different on the second record and, and feels a lot more like um, like just like just like we're growing into ourselves a lot more yeah. you know we, we've we, I joined my first band when I was 13, the boys when they were 15 and 16, and all the growth that we've done as human beings has, has been along with our musical growth. It's like every kind of thing that we growth, go through is sort of documented in the music. So it's kind of like 
human ceremony is like very kind of existential and spacey. Extremely teenager. <laughs> and then 22 and Blue is kind of like, okay, like I'm a young adult in 2018 in the United States. Like, what does that mean? Like, what is that experience? And um, I think that just all those feelings have, have just made us grow. So you guys have been obviously in bands for a really long time. You must be touring all the time. So I, I don't know, like, what do you guys do to kind of stay sane on the road, I guess? I have a group of friends I've never met. They're called the hosts of the podcast I listen to. And those are my, those are my people, you know. True. Yeah. Nick. Nick. Nick does podcasts. I think we do. <laughs> I think we do things that are, um, that are, that are different. But at the same time, I think the key to working as a group is making sure that you're focused on working as a group. Like, have you heard of this band called the Nude Party? No. They're they're they just come over to the UK. They're really cool, and you guys should you guys should cover them. But there's like there's six dudes, and they're even like the same height. And like you see them, and you're like, that's a crew. And you hang out with them, and each of them like has like a little job that they do, and they all live together. And you start to kind of like I mentioned like the growth before. You start to actually grow with each other. Yeah. So of course, like we have like any group of people or any family like you bicker but at the same time we've spent so much time with each other that we also know how to help each other feel good in a way and I think that's important if, if you can't support the people that you work with too then there's no way that it could survive in the amount of time that you spend together. So where have you been this summer? Like everywhere, or is it mostly in Europe? Yeah, or? everywhere. We've been to Zurich. We've been to. We were in Zurich yesterday and back in the UK at night. Yeah, this. What did we? We did a, a large US tour earlier this summer, and then kind of hopped around to some different festivals in the US, and then uh, and then yeah, we're over here doing some doing some festivals. Doing some Europe. Yeah, um, we had a huge US tour where uh, Dream Life came on their first US tour with oh, us. Yeah. It was fun. It was great. Yeah, so it's just been it's just been representing the record. It's yeah. been it's been fun. Yeah. What's been your favorite show this summer? You don't have to say this one. Favorite show this <laughs> summer. Could have been this one. I would say um, we played the Terragram Ballroom in LA in June and that was probably my favorite one. Oh that was really fun. I, w I did like um, I was like playing bass while crowd surfing. Oh, that wow. was really fun. We had a bunch of balloons and we gave them all to the audience oh, yeah. at the end. It was fun. It was great. It was a party. We like to make shows a big party. Yeah. How do you play bass while crowd surfing? That sounds quite intense. You know, I don't know how to explain. <laughs> you know what it is? I always say it's like, I always say it's like if you had a like a factory job where you were like hammering a nail into a board every day, like you could probably. You could probably hammer hammer into that board like pretty well because you do it so much. It's kind of yeah. that where it's like I feel like the wind could be blowing and I could just be there like on the on the bass and and it would be okay because I just it's something I it's a very specific it's a very specific thing it's and if you can just do that one specific <laughs> thing then then you then you can rock it. I was just gonna yeah yeah it's just practice. Me and me and Nick, you know, carry when when we're not playing shows. Me and Nick are carrying Julia, and she's playing bass <laughs> and practicing. Well, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard about like pop stars that like 
sing on the treadmill wearing heels to like build no. up endurance. I've never heard of this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> while Amir, yeah, while Amir is in front of them, that's Mick Jagger. Have you ever seen videos of Mick Jagger at like at the age he is now, like dancing and singing in front of the mirror? Yeah. People do. <laughs> people, you know, you have to build up the endurance. I'm sure. If have you ever seen the video of Stevie Nicks doing ballet? Yes. You I should. Have not. You need to see all those videos <laughs> ASAP. Okay. Um, they're really good. Um, no, but you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's just endurance and and passion. I think if anyone had the dream of uh, playing bass while uh, on their on their back crowd surfing, they could they could do it. It's achievable. If I can do it, <laughs> anyone can do it. So how long are you guys in the UK for? Uh, I think like eight eight or nine more days, then we come back for a big headlining tour in November. And are you going to go to any of the festivals today? Are we going to go see anything? Yeah. I think Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, Kendrick tonight. Yeah. Also, the we're gonna check out most of the bands that yeah. just played the stage we just played. The, Rep the Republic stage is pretty is pretty awesome. Kate Nash is a longtime friend of ours, um, who I love, and uh, even ha you know Happy Meal Limited is Paleways playing our stage. Yeah. Starcrawler, lots of great bands. So it's it's gonna be awesome. Okay, I think we're out of time. So um, well, cool. we did it. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So we're backstage with Andy and Pete from Fallout Boy. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. Obviously, you guys are headlining Reading this evening. How are you feeling about it? Pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. It's wild. Yeah. So crazy. you've um, you headlined Reading back in 2016, which is pretty cool. Like not many bands get to kind of headline two years, kind of with a gap in the middle. So how has your show changed since then? Is there going to be like anything different this time? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty different. Uh, last time we obviously shared the stage with. Biffy, so like it was, there was like certain things we could do and certain things we, you know, like it was like you're sharing literally space. Yeah. And now they're like, this is yours, do what you want with it. So we brought everything with us this time. Yeah. We got like um, probably the biggest UK show we've ever done, which is really cool. Maybe wow. the, probably the biggest show we've ever done. So nice. that's awesome. You guys obviously travel around a lot. You do like millions of festivals probably, but like, um, do you ever miss? playing like really tiny shows in like gross little basements kind of thing yeah I mean there's aspects of it that you miss like there's the energy there that you miss and we try to do like little shows like that um, there's obviously like parts of it where like I'm like being broke and driving in a hot van was like not that much fun but I think <laughs> that the virtue of experiencing that uh, we try and recreate some of that connectivity at a big show you know like because we've done that before we didn't just like start on a you know tv stage or something like that or whatever so like we we try we try and recreate some version of that i mean we play those songs you know i was going to talk about your guys new ep which you surprised rocks this week um so could you tell me a bit about that yeah i mean i think that there was some like thought in like whoa we're headlining this festival this massive festival and we're playing this big show at Wrigley Field in our hometown I think like what what is there something that we can kind of like put out that talks about the past and talks about the present and also the future and that's kind of the attempt at the EP I, I don't know it's just and it was also like it was like I guess there was less thought in it than it was just like let's do something cool that is like a, a kind of a nod to everybody who's been on the journey with us i guess because the uh, title track you wrote like 10 years ago and put out as a demo so did the um 
Were the other songs old songs too, or are they like written new? So the so Lake Effect Kid is ten years old, and we finished it and re-recorded it and that kind of thing. And then um, Super Fade was uh, a B-side to Young and Menace. And when we wrote it, I think, which was on Mania, and I think we just kind of didn't really know where the song fit. And then Patrick wrote this song, City in a Garden, and that's kind of like a futuristic look at like, what if we blended it all together and kind of made this thing. So yeah, it's like meant to be, like that song is I think the newest-ish, I think, you know, but, um, and Lake Effect Kid is obviously the oldest. How many times have you guys played Reading now? Probably quite a lot of times, like. I don't even know. Yeah. I think that we were saying that we've, we've played the main stage six times, wow. and then beyond that, I think we've maybe played like two more times beyond that, but I'm not sure. And what, what do you like about the festival? I mean, they're all kind of maybe the same in some ways, but like. Um, <laughs> I don't know, this one's pretty wild. You know, like I think that, uh, the festival itself has become so iconic that, you know, like people, what is it, right before some test or right after, right, isn't it? It's basically like all the kids finish high school and then they come And then they come here, here right? And so, you kind of yeah. like have this load off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool to be a part of that journey for each generation. Um, yeah. I also think when we first came over here, there's not a version of this festival that's similar to it in the U.S. So we just didn't know what it was the first time we came and we were like it's like a bit of a culture shock you know and i think that uh since coming now we kind of get it and we get that there's people who are probably here to check out other bands or here for like the other two days or whatever and you got to like kind of earn those people which is cool thank, thank you. you so much guys. thank you we're backstage at a very rainy reading festival with alex from sports team Yo, hello how you doing? i'm not too bad how are you have you been camping yeah we've been camping i'm shivering i didn't bring a coat <laughs> oh genuinely going into kind of core survival mode <laughs> i didn't realize when i was trying to sort of speak to people trying to negotiate the van into the stage area yeah. just now you realize just to put coherent sentences together becomes an enormous struggle but yeah i'm pretty cold i've got shorts on as well you're much better dressed for this the press area is quite warm yeah it's all right it's not too bad do you check the weather before you come to a festival just you know you've got race. to hope haven't you you've got to keep your fingers crossed for stuff like this right yeah yeah i think so um and you got here last night uh, yeah, we got here last night. We drove down from Leeds in, in the new van, the new Mercedes Sprinter. Ooh! It's got a PS2 in the back, getting all the good games, like all PS2, what's your, uh, what's your ultimate? Simpsons hit and run. Oh my God, I used to play that game <laughs> non-stop when I was a kid, like so much. Simpsons hit and run and Tony Hawk's Pro Skate 4. Uh, it's great, the Mii that's incredible as well, yeah. Tony Hawk. So, so we got that, we got kind of the old FIFA ones where you can still like foul the keeper and stuff. <laughs> Um, it's good, yeah. It's yeah. A, a trip down memory lane. There's yeah, a, um, space a bit well. more plush than your school bus down to Margate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard a lot about that day. It's significantly warmer than it is today. It was hot. It was a hot yeah. bus, yeah. It's a cool venue as well, the um, Tom Tom, where we played. Smallest venue in Europe, apparently. It? It's got a nice upstairs bit. But it's still, I mean, the thing that really got me is, well, you've seen all the Pete Doherty stuff recently, right? Yeah. About him eating the breakfast. <laughs> yeah. That place where we had, um, we had a meal, we were seeing that. It's like, oh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon we should get it? Could Did you? you? Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. Because our manager lives there now. So right. we, took, we find ourselves there a reasonable amount. Well, maybe you need to go back and mm. attempt it. I mean, there aren't really enough eating challenges on in the UK at the moment. You ever done one? No. I mean, I kind of, I guess, done one just in my house on my own. <laughs> so I reckon I could eat all of this meal that I cooked that is a portion for four. Did you? But did I've you, never done it competitively in a restaurant. Did you watch Man vs. Food? Yes. And like, that was good. The only one I ever... Well, I, could, I always think I could do, like, the seafood ones. Horrible. But I reckon I could have done, like, the oyster shellfish stuff. Yeah. The hot ones, like, fine. You can obviously eat hot foods. You'll be yeah. fine. It'll just be hot. 
but there was one of them was just like a 12 egg omelette that I'll never forget. <laughs> it was just like, really? It's like, make that at home, you can do that. <laughs> so Ollie was just like, no, you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it. Who do you think, uh, which member of sports team would be best equipped to take on the Doherty breakfast? Um, Ollie, although well, Ollie's, Ollie's kind of in this bizarre place at the moment where I think he's trying to be slightly more healthy. Okay. But he can't quite do full healthy, so it's always like, um, he'll do things like buy jerky, which he thinks is kind of a high protein snack <laughs> rather than getting a pack of crisps or something. Yeah. And be like, oh yeah, I've nailed it, I'm doing this right. <laughs> Yeah. The thing that mainly got me about the breakfast was that there was just a quarter pounder in the middle, just a burger mm. in the middle of all of it. What do you say to it? Like chips with breakfast in general? You see it a lot now, I think. The calf, oh. the calf we used to get breakfast at, like down the road from my house till we moved the other day, yeah. did chips. They would always just shove the chips onto, onto your full English. I always found right. that a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, where have you moved to? <clears throat> so we've gone, so we were all living in Harlesden together okay. in Northwest. And now we've just moved out, so we've basically got to go write the album and stuff. So we're on tour for, we're on tour with the Magic Gang and Hines for yeah. sort of three months. And we're in a residential studio in Wales for a couple of weeks after okay, this. Okay, is that um, Rockfield? Uh, no, no, okay. it's not Rockfield, it's very isolated. There's like Minky, MW are the first two letters. Okay, Yeah. Very so Welsh. that's going to be great, but it just didn't make sense to rent a house anymore. So we've always kind of moved home to yeah. just work on stuff. Very nice. Um, and... Are you quite far ahead on work with the album? No. <laughs> so far <laughs> behind. So, it's going to get on stunts. <laughs> Take Bill to Margate. Yeah, yeah. We did a bit less stuff like that. We'd have an album. But I think it's all right. We've got a lot of, um, we've got a lot of songs. And I, I think for us, we come from a sort of slightly strange school of it. Where we've always just played live for a very long time. For a long time, it was just a live thing. Like, come play with mates, whatever it was. Yeah. And now it's suddenly it's like, okay, right, this is what a song needs to be, and you need to really learn to record and learn your process and learn what you can do in a studio. Because yeah. we've not been in the studio much other than like our mate Dave McCracken, which we did sort of the Winternet CP, which just felt like knocking about a mate's house. Yeah. But when you realise it's like, all oh, right, what kit do you want? You realise what you can do with sound. It's, it's exciting. Thank you very much. Well, well yeah, that's been a lot of fun.